0: It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of The Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of The Franchise Academy. I am Tom Scarta. I'm a franchise consultant and I match people with opportunities based on skills, personality, goals, and kind of like the e-harmony of business is what I like to call it. So I am out uh, actually nationwide for the past 14 years, believe it or not, uh, helping people figure out what franchise is for them. You know, franchising is not for everybody, and I really like people to know kind of the ins and outs of really what it takes. Not only financially, because everybody's always worried about how much money do I need? How much money can I make? Um, At the end of the day, it's really a mental thing. You've got to be prepared mentally to run a business. It's way different than having a job, but so much more satisfying as I've done both. (laughs) So the episode today is with two brothers that own a business called The Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Ken and Ryan, welcome to the Franchise Academy. Thanks for having Thanks so us. so much Tom, for having us. Yeah, this is so cool. So, you guys started in Hudson Valley, New York, is that right? Yes, sir. Awesome. And so, how long have you been franchising? Uh, since 2015. All right. Definitely. Awesome. So, I know both of you guys have college degrees. You know, you were going the normal route, you know, the normal route go to school, get a job. What happened?
1: Wow. Uh, that's a great question. What happened was is, uh, when I was, I was going, I was a teacher and while I was doing my teaching career, uh, you know, the whole, get a, go to school, get a good job, get good grades and go to get your career for your life. Uh, way, uh, I knew a, I knew a, a guy named Alex who was in the gutter business. And uh, he kept on asking me to come and work for him. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. My dad did construction and I did that all growing up with him. And I'm definitely not going back into that. So I I really didn't even have a a sense of what the gutter business was all about at that point in time. I just lumped it into what I experienced (laughs) growing up as a kid with my father who was uh, self-employed. And I decided to go and work for him that summer. He he uh, was persistent. And so I said, all right, well, you know what? I have nothing going on. I have off for the summer and I need to work. So teachers don't make a heck of a lot of money when they first start out. So I uh, went to work for Alex and I, I really enjoyed the business. I really enjoyed the work, you know, and he just had a way of uh, of running his business in a in a way that everything had its place in its truck. It was everything that I always pictured my my dad should have when I was growing up and organized and everything had its place and it was efficient. And I just really am that type of person to begin with anyway, highly organized and, and disciplined in that way. So when I saw that and saw the work and it, it, I just really enjoyed it so much that I took my degree and I threw it in the gutter and I didn't go back to my job that fall. <laughs> so that was kind of how I got introduced to uh, the business. And, and that was it. That was history. <laughs> so
0: let, let me just clarify for those who don't know, like you have, there's a story about you have a franchisee who is from Africa and he didn't even know what a gutter is. So <laughs> explain what a gutter is for those who don't realize
1: Well, a gutter is uh, basically a piece of metal that's extruded out of a machine, out of a back of a truck, and then you take that piece and you custom fit it to the edge of the roof line where the water dumps off of the roof, and it catches the water, goes down the downspout, and then the downspout takes it away from the house. So pretty much a gutter is there to protect and take all the water that you don't want near your house to get it away from the house.
0: Okay very good definition. I don't know if I could have said it as well as that. That's great. So you saw a business opportunity. What, why is cleaning gutters a business opportunity? How, you know, where's the market? What's the market? Ryan, why do you answer it? That one.
2: All right. So, I mean, when Ken first started, it, it was basically, you know, there was no vision for this gigantic franchise or building this, this empire or anything like that. He just really enjoyed the work loved going to a different job every day. And basically, um, the guy that started him in business told him that this is the only business or this is a business that's recession-proof. At the time, he went through one or two recessions. And even in a recession, people bought gutters because it's a very inexpensive upgrade to the house or maintenance to a house that needs to be done. So for 800 to $1,500, bucks, you are protecting your foundation, your house, getting water in it. So that was really cool. It's a really good business because installing gutters and guards and cleaning gutters, it gives you a few different things. You get the, when you do gutters and guards, you basically get your your biggest sale on a homeowner, but then you also have residual accounts that. You know, they need it uh, two, three, four times a year or townhouse complexes that need it once or twice. So you're kind of, you're building both sides of the business, Um, people that continue to use you year after year and the one-ups that, you know, you do gutters and guards and they should be good for, for 20 years or so. So it's a great business as far as the work, doing it, the market for it. What really hardly anybody figures out in most businesses is how to scale it. And that's kind of where Ken and I spent the majority of, I mean, this is since 1999, we didn't just come up with an idea and a clever name and say, we should franchise this. We've been working our tails off on how to systematize this business and make it something that, like you said earlier, that we can kind of not just be the self-employed where we're doing everything, but how do you become a business owner uh, in the gutter industry? It's been, it's been awesome.
0: It's, it's unbelievable. And it's, I love it because it's simplistic. You know, you're not involved with technology. And I love the idea that, you know, it, it is a great thing to have on, on a home. You, you need to have it. And then that whole residual thing. So, so you have a few different streams of income on, on this franchise, right? Yeah, correct. So you had talked about the fact that you have a lot of couples, husband and wives that actually own this business. Why do you think couples are drawn to this?
2: That's a great question. Um, I think they just get involved. They're they're about to change their entire path. And a lot of times the husbands and the wives, the wives get involved a little bit uh, more passively, but then like pretty much immediately they're very involved. And I just think because when you buy a franchise, it becomes your your new life and I think it just makes so much sense for the teams to work together. We've recently just had somebody who's uh, the, the wife was pursuing a nursing degree and she's like you know what I'm gonna put that on hold and they just see and, and, they, and it's not like she's putting her future and dreams on hold for her husband or his dreams she just loves it and she sees what's happening and wants to be part of it and it's really cool to see that dynamic especially when it works not all husbands and wives should work together. Um, okay just going to say that. (laughs) Um, but we've actually become very good at coaching. I mean, there's a separate line of coaching that goes to those husband and wife teams that we talk about having the, you know, here, here are the boundaries, here are the job descriptions. You know, one of our franchisees basically says we have to, we, we, we have to stay in our lane and especially in a husband wife team, you can step over it. Where's this? So we've really been good at, at coaching through that to help them through those, those hiccups that can happen. And, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100% why, but uh, sure why. But it's really been cool.
0: Yeah, no, it is a great thing. I mean, my wife and I did the same thing when when we chose to buy um, a smoothie franchise back in 2000. It was the same kind of deal. I mean, she kept her job. She was a New York City police officer, and she had to you know stay in it till uh, till that magic pension number came in 2007. But we worked together, and so she would you know days off, nights, or you know whatever it was. And what we learned is that uh it was really difficult to work together for us, and now we actually do um she's she's now a stand up comedian and, and a and an actress and uh, and a public speaker and so we do a program for franchise companies and marketing companies like direct marketing companies called "How to Work with Your Spouse Without going to jail."
2: <laughs> I love it <laughs> I need, we need that yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It's it's a good thing, and and it's and so we're not going to get into it here. But there's there's certain things that you need in in your business if you're working with a spouse or a partner. It doesn't have to be a spouse, but if it's two partners that got together and like, hey, we're going to do this together. There's certain things that need to be done in order t- to have it work synergistically. Otherwise, you know, there's going to be a lot of banging of heads, and and it usually ends pretty messy. So you know, offline, we'll talk more about that.
2: That's awesome. Love <laughs> it.
0: So. You guys are uh, based in New York and you have franchises, you know, all the way down to Florida. What's a great market that you're looking to get into right now?
1: Well, we're opening up in uh, South Dallas, Texas. November 4th is our grand opening. And we also opened up in San Antonio market in uh, January of this year. So we're, we're moving, we're moving West. So it's, it's, it's exciting.
2: That's, that's we would fantastic. definitely oh sorry, but we would definitely love to um, kind of surround the Hudson Valley location. It just didn 't work out that way. I know the the grand idea is when you franchise is to put the first couple right next door you know be really close, but we would love you know um, to get albany and and Hartford, Connecticut and uh, Massachusetts Rhode Island, you know Long Island those are really awesome territories. Um, any of the the major cities are fantastic. So we're, we've kind of grown the way we've grown. It hasn't, you know, we've tried to steer that ship, but it kind of steers itself with people that just find us.
0: Yeah, it's organic and and that's okay. As long as you can support those franchise owners, uh, you know, in Texas. And and we can, we
1: can, we can support franchise owners uh, anywhere in the United States. So we're not, what's interesting about our brand and the support and the team that we have uh, in-house is probably not typical of, of most uh, emerging brands, if you will, uh, for the support and the things that we have and the team that our franchisees have access to and uh, our system of support ongoing for the life of their business, uh, I, I find is a little bit different so uh, than, than other opportunities. So uh, I, we, can, we can go anywhere in the country, we're, we're ready to
0: go. So what, what's different in your opinion uh, compared to other emerging brands?
1: Well, other emerging brands, uh, it seems that what Ryan said earlier, a lot of them have a catchy name or a catchy widget or something that attracts somebody to it. But they haven't spent over a decade like Ryan and I have developing systems and preparing and making sure that we have a really solid foundation in marketing. And having a system for that, having a system for our call center and ha- handling uh, calls that come in for franchisees instead of them having to handle all that. So there's a lot of things that we've taken off the franchisees' plate that we do in-house to really help them to focus on what we feel is the most important thing: is sales and operations. Uh, because you know when you're when you're self-employed, and you're wearing all those hats. It's really hard to scale a business, like Ryan was saying earlier. And in order to scale a business, that's why you're buying a franchise is because the franchisor. Has has not just figured out a way of doing things and and making money, but has a system of support that's not something that they just hand you in an operations manual, but it's something that goes on for the life of your business. And taking that to the next level, I feel what differentiates us is we're in contact. We have boot camp calls every month. We have boot camp call for our salespeople throughout our whole uh, uh, Franchise. We have uh, a field operations call for all the guys who are working in the field and the franchisees to be on once a month. And we have a back office admin call once a month for all the back office admins. So they're all learning stuff and we're You know, that's the art and science of creating a a long lasting organization is something is a learning organization. Right. And having that coaching and support that they need uh, to be able to be successful. And I think that really differentiates us from a lot of
0: other brands. Yeah, spot on. You're so right. And, and one thing that I, that I love that you said is that, you know, so a lot of people will look at something like this business and say, you know, what, why do I need a franchise for that? And, and the reason why is the, there's really a small barrier to entry on most franchises, but there's a large barrier to scalability. Right. So anybody can open up a business and and they kind of really bought themselves a job. But Mm -hmm. if you really want to be a business owner, that's a different mentality and a different scope. And most people don't know how to do it. And that's why most businesses that start up as a mom and pop go out of business in the first year anyway. um, Yeah,
2: It's interesting you bring that up. I was just talking to – Uh, Nathan, who uh, owns the San Antonio franchise, and he was 12 years in the gutter business. Mm -hmm. You know, he converted his gutter business to a brother's that just do gutters. And before that, he was in roofing and having a casual conversation. I'm, you know, checking in, seeing how everything's going. And he basically said that, you know, people, when he was thinking about doing this, everyone basically said, well, why don't you just do it yourself? Like, why don't you scale it? And he was like, well, I've been doing it for 12 years. I've tried to scale. I'm looking at this, and he was watching our videos, and he basically, when he saw that there's two brothers that scaled this gutter business, he goes, holy cow, it's possible. And he basically said he's one year, not even one year in. He, I think they launched in February or March. And he basically said he would do it all over again. And he's been able to grow his business, and I know we can't talk numbers and things like that, but he is way exceeded what he used to do uh, by himself as an owner operator in his first year. And um, it, it was really cool to hear, you know, because there is that option. But when they, when he was saying the money that it costs to buy into your franchise versus how much I would have to pay to get, you know, national branding, all the systems in place, all the people in place, it, it just did not even come close. And he, his his words were, I would do it all over again.
0: Well, I think, you know, my opinion and And with a great franchise, like you guys are a great franchise, you have all the support uh, you have the systems figured out if you have if you find a great franchise, the franchise fee and the royalties that you're paying are just tuition it's just plainly tuition to ramp up and and break even quick and and make a profit much quicker than you can just because you don't have the experience, and that 's why you plug into a franchise so Perfect franchisee for you guys. Are you looking for the roofer and the construction guy? Who's good for you guys? Well, I would start
1: out saying that somebody who's hungry and passionate about business is really you know, the starting point of what we're looking for uh, because we have people from all aspects of life and e- expertise in our franchise system. Uh, we have vet- veterans. Uh, we have people who are, uh, have owned businesses our our own businesses. We have guys that have converted, which is great. Uh, Certainly a conversion is great because they have a a great knowledge of the products in uh, the gutter industry. So, you know, but basically I would say that hunger and passion really, you know, if somebody has hunger and passion for business, they're not, there's nothing that's going to stop them from being successful. And, you know, yeah, we happen to do gutters, but, uh, really, this is just a vehicle for somebody that is hungry and passionate about business, and it's it's really the culture that we have created. Yeah, we do gutters, and that's how we drive revenue, but it's a lot more
0: than that. So, Ken Parsons, you you actually started this whole thing, and then Ryan joined you, right? That's correct. Yes, sir. All right, so, so, Ken, this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek question, and it's not a trick question, but do you need – to have passion about gutters—is that what you mean by passion? Well, I think so, uh, a
1: little bit. But I, I think it's more than just gutters. It's it's having a passion for, you know, a passion for business and wanting to be a business owner and and doing that. And even if you haven't ever owned a business before, just having that—and um, that's one of the things that I think was a major turning point for me early on. Was you know why am I doing this? and what is it that I want to get out of it? And that's really important. When somebody's looking at a business, You need to look at it and say, what is it that I want and why do I want to do this? Uh, Because defining that is going to help you to stay on task and focused on the pathway that you want to take for success. And there's nothing really, whether it's gutters or anything else, that you put your mind to do that you can't achieve. Uh, And that's what Ryan and I have learned along the way is that there's lots of other people that we learn from through books, through seminars, through just educating ourselves. And when you partner up with somebody that has a culture of learning, and that's what we really have created here at Brothers Gutters. Uh, We like to call it Brothers University. (laughs) So, and I guess that's the teacher in me, right? Um, I'm still teaching, even though I haven't taught in 20 years in a classroom. But teaching business is what Ryan and I are really passionate about. And Ryan and I have been builders since day one. I mean, from when we were little kids building sandcastles and, and all kinds of, you know, things when we were kids, we always did it together and we just always have been builders and we just love it. So partnering up with people like that, that are passionate about building a business, uh, this is, well, this is the perfect place for them.
0: Exactly. So you, so you, you actually kind of said what I was, what I wanted you to say, cause I, I, part of what I do is, is just tell people, you know, we always hear the phrase, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And, and it's, it's true if you're working a job, but you don't have to love gutters in order to be really successful in the gutter business. You could be a vegetarian and own a McDonald's as long as you love the business of business. And so Correct. it's important to make that distinction. You don't have to be passionate. You know, so many people come to me like, oh, I love baking. I, I want to get into like a, you know, some kind of bakery franchise, it's like, if you love baking, let's find you something that's going to give you all the time and the money so you can bake to your heart's content. But if you're trying to pay your mortgage selling pies and pastry, it's it's going to be a real pain in the butt after six months. <laughs> you're going to hate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that's, that's like my, my number one philosophy, I think, as I'm, as I'm trying to myself teach people about franchising. It's important. So you, you, I love the fact that you said you guys do a lot of you know, seminars and books. So great question. What, what's uh, one or two of your favorite books that you would recommend to somebody in business right now?
2: Hmm. That's a good one. I, I have such a hard time recommending books. Ken, Ken's like a doctor for books. If you tell him what you're going through, he has a book to prescribe. You know, if you want some leadership, he'll give you a prescription for that with a book. To kind of backtrack, one of the biggest books that was pivotal in my life you know, was the e-myth, uh, Gary Berger, I believe is the, the, the author. And it's all about systematizing your business. And it was at a time that we had, Ken and I always had great instincts. Like we, we were trying to, we were building something bigger than us, probably from the beginning. But when I read that, it just confirmed like you're on the right path. You're so close. And it's not the people that are failing. It's your systems that are failing. And we, from probably 2002 to Till franchising, we made systems for every little problem we had, whether it was a client saying, oh, I didn't know you got your guys just started banging off gutters on my house. Nobody even told me. We were like, oh, well, we should call on the way like stupid stuff like that. We systematized everything. So as far as if you're looking to, you know, organize your business and start to really build something that that can actually scale without you at some point. I love that book is a starting point for business owners to start building a foundation of their business.
0: Well, well said. Very well said. The E-Myth and, and it's E-Myth Revisited. Michael Gerber, I think, is the uh, author and just really a foundation for any franchise. So I, I love that. Uh, yeah, Ken, yeah. I've got to ask you, what, what do you recommend? Uh-huh.
2: What are you going through? He'll give you a well, prescription.
1: There, <laughs> well, there, there's so many. There's so many great books out there. Uh, but you know what I always recommend to people when I'm Talking with a potential franchisee, especially somebody—I guess this would be somebody that is a career and transition type person—which a lot of us get a lot of leads for career and transition people. One of the most pivotal aha moments for me was when I read Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrant, yeah. and having actually been employed uh, for that part of you know most of my life at that point, and then jumping into the self-employed quadrant, you know, it really opened my eyes and I was like, aha, you know, I, you know what? And not nothing wrong with being employed and nothing wrong with being self employed. It's just a matter of, for me, it was aha. This is what I really want. I want to be in the business quadrant. I want to be on that side and I'm and that and that really helped me to focus on the information that I took in from that point on to be able to achieve that in my career. Uh, So really for somebody who's going through a a, a turning point that really just helps define how people make money and the the, you know. what is it that you are comfortable with if you're okay with trading time for money and and that's how you want to go? Great. You want to just report and clock into a job and not have to worry about everything and make a paycheck. Or if you want to wear all the hats and be the guy, I mean, there's a place for everybody, but that really helped me to define who it is that I was really, uh, you know, meant to be. and, And what was really in my heart,
0: my mind, it really helped define that for me. So you're speaking my language there. So, yeah, Robert Kiyosaki, I mean, all of his books. I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is the reason we're sitting here today. That right. I, I, remember, yeah. I remember vividly sitting on the Long Island Railroad, going to work, reading that book and saying to myself, <laughs> damn, I am getting out of this thing. I am. <laughs> I, I knew nothing about business. And, and so I knew I wanted to be a business owner. And after reading books and going to seminars, uh, I realized that a franchise is a business with training wheels. That's what I needed. And, and so those training wheels are all the systems that you guys have put in place in your business. So that is really a phenomenal thing.
2: Yeah. And the business owner test, which kind of really hit us hard and we, and we proved it was possible is that if your business can um, last without you, you know, if I, if I went on vacation for three to six months and I come back and it's relatively the same, I'm a business owner (laughs) and that's, that's our model. You know, we've had to turn away guys that Like, I love being outside and I want to use my hands and I want to do gutters and it's a cool franchise and we've had to turn them away because that's not what we're selling. We're selling um, the opportunity to have a business that runs without you, um, not a job. We're not necessarily interested in selling anybody a job. Our business model is to get you across the quadrants and over into the business owner quadrant. That is our business model. Ah. Yeah. And there's, there's three phases to that, that
1: I've seen in in my career of doing this for the last 20 years in in most businesses, you're going to have a startup phase and you're going to have to work really hard. And even if it's a franchise, you're going to have to work really hard because you still have to develop a team that's going to be plugged into those systems that that franchisor has created. Right. And, And, and then once you have that team established, and you start having some leaders that are developing leaders without you having to be there as it grows. And that's what allows you so leadership is huge and uh, and your personal growth and development is in attracting people, good people to work for your system that you bought into, but it's startup. And then what eventually happens is that business can become semi-passive. I don't care what business it is. It can become semi-passive if you have the right leaders in place running those great systems that that franchise or created. And then eventually, you know, the goal is, is to have a passive, uh, passive income. And I have passive income and Ryan and I have kept our corporate location, purposely as a testimonial, plus many other reasons why we kept our corporate location, but to prove the point that when we went into franchising, that we still have a business that runs without us being there. Right. And franchisees can see that they can come visit it, they can do a meet the team day with our rest of our corporate team that's going to support them for the life of their business. So we didn't franchise off which a lot of companies, as you know, Tom, franchise off their businesses. And a lot of times when you look deep enough, it's probably because they couldn't handle doing both. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's important. Uh, and a big, huge differentiator for uh, the brothers at Just Do Gutters is that we, we have done that, we've achieved that, and we have other people that we're teaching how to build that kind of a pipeline business
0: for themselves. Absolutely. That's so cool. And, and you, where is your corporate headquarters located? Uh, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, New, New York. York. Gypsy, <laughs> New York. Cool. So you're about—I'm um, I'm, going to call it like 80 miles north of Manhattan, straight up as the crow flies, right?
1: Yeah, pretty and much. Yeah. I, I, I actually don't live in uh, New York anymore. I moved to Tyler, Texas. So. Oh, great there area. There you go. You had to prove—prove prove the model definitely works.
0: <laughs> Texas is a great state. That's for sure. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So, what, what's one myth about your business that you guys would like to bust right here, right now?
2: Franchising or the gutter business?
0: Uh, Either one. Your choice.
2: Um, I'd say one of the myths of, um, you know, when it comes to franchising, you know, sometimes people can say, well, being part of a franchise, you know, all the money goes to corporate. I'm afraid that the clients in the area want to shop local. And there's this little weird thing that can sometimes happen. And what we've found is like when we start a brother's franchise, it's typically somebody who lives in the area. And they're going to employ a back office admin, at least two installers a salesperson they're impacting the local economy by five hires on day one and most owner operators or, or local people or mom and pops as you call them it's basically one owner, and a lot of the trades too they're just paying every everyone off the book's cash you know they're just like it's them and they and, and whoever the helper for hire is so when we go into an area it's it's you know we're impacting it by five, and we're helping them grow a multi-million-dollar business that's going to need people. So I love that all that money is getting made and spent locally. So that's definitely one. And the other one I told you about earlier about the guy who everyone said, well, why don't you just do it yourself? And I, I've already kind of covered why buying a franchise makes sense.
0: Yeah, and really great, Ryan, and and just you know, again, it's like um, everything that I say in my book, Franchise Savvy, not only are you hiring five people, but also they say that you create uh, five to 10 jobs that are not directly related to your franchise through suppliers. Because now somebody needs to make the materials or, you know, build the truck or, you know, whatever the franchise uses. So it is an economic engine in that neighborhood and a tax base for the county, for the city. And and so, and and the people that, uh, you know, as, as you were getting at the fact that there's a misconception that, oh, this is a big conglomerate. But, you know, when you think about like a Subway, uh, everybody knows Subway sandwich shops. The guy that owns Subway essentially lives down the street from you. You know, yep. it's all locally owned and operated. Uh, they just chose to get that brand so they have the systems in place, as opposed to starting up, you know, Sal's, you know, sub shop. And so it, I, I think that's really an important thing to get out. And and uh, I just wrote a blog yesterday, literally, the fact that uh, the International Franchise Association did a survey and found that 70% of Americans have no idea what a franchise is. 70%. They just mm-hmm. think that it's this big, large conglomerate. And, and it's so not. It's really the essence of the American dream. And so you guys are providing an entree to the American dream for those who want to grab it and and run with it in your particular concept. So I love that. So Ken, I want to swing over to you for a second. Any myths, franchising or gutter related?
1: I think gutter related. It's kind of funny early on when I used to start going and networking and stuff like that. And you're introducing yourself to all these bankers and insurance people. And they're all dressed up in their suits and I'm showing up with my little gutter hat and T-shirt on and, uh, you know, and they, you know, I'd introduce myself to people and they would, they would say, you know, hey, what do you do? And they, I say, well, I do seamless gutters and like, oh, that's interesting. And then they turn around and go <laughs> talk to somebody else. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, maybe, uh, you know, cause they think that our heads are always in the gutter and maybe we're not have that much to say or, or whatever, but, um, We've definitely debunked that myth over the years and uh, it's, uh, it's been certainly a,
2: a great journey and,
1: you know, we that's, that's probably one of the myths that I guess I would <laughs>
2: – Yeah, and a lot <laughs> of people gutters. don't you – no, know, a lot of the um, contractors and people that see what we do, they're very like – they can't believe that just on one niche, gutters, basically the afterthought of construction, we're the last guys – on a construction project. If you were doing addition that, that we could make a living, grow a business, have like eight, 10 crews going out every single day. Most people think you have to be a Jack of all trades a remodeler or, you know, window siding, roofing, like, and for us to be able to in a niche scale something so awesome, I think is really just, it, it blows the minds of people that are in small business um, for sure.
0: Well, that is very well said. So, um, could you guys supply a piece of um, guiding advice to someone that is thinking about uh, buying a franchise before we tie this all up in a nice bow?
2: Ken, you're waiting for me, huh? Good. <laughs> you're doing so well. Um, a piece of advice. I mean, what I've been loving is the, uh, the people that are looking to convert their, their existing business that they've banged their head against the wall. They've tried to scale before. And they might have even settled in on, I don't think it's possible in my business. And we see it with landscapers, tree guys, gutter guys to just, it's possible. You've got to uh, trust it and you just got to implement. I guess if I can say anything, if you're in business and you're going to seminars and reading books, the biggest difference between where you are and where you can be is just having the guts to implement. That's all it really comes down to. I I have people want to take me out for a lunch or a beer and pick my brain. And then when I give them my awesome advice. They're like, yeah, I know that. I read that book. And I'm like, well, then just do it. It's <laughs> amazing what people actually know and what they're just not willing to do. Just implement and you
0: will get somewhere. So great. Thank you so much for that pearl of wisdom. And, and Ken, any parting words of advice? And uh, what's the best way to somebody, for somebody to find your franchise if they want to buy a franchise?
1: Cool. Uh, yeah, I would say that, you know, you just keep learning and moving forward. Uh, implementing equals results and, uh, you know, sky's the limit of what anybody can achieve. And, there, and most of the stuff has already been done. You know, most of the stuff, the ideas that, that we get and it, it is from, from other people's minds. And that's what I love about franchising. Franchising is, you know, rising tides, raise all ships type of philosophy if it's done properly. And, you know, two brains are better than one. And, and that's why, you know, I, I wanted to partner up with Ryan. And I, I saw the, the advantage. And I'm a team kind of guy anyway. I, I thrive on – I'm not really the, the greatest at working by myself. So if you're the type of person that likes people and likes teams and, and working with that kind of a thing, franchising is a great business model uh, for that. And as far as being able to find us – you can look us up at brothersfranchise.com, and I'm also the direct person to franchise development and taking people through the process all the way up till you know the big decision day. So you know my number is eight four five seven zero five seven two seven six, and uh, you can call me directly, text me, and or email me at ken@brothersgutters.com, at and that would be great.
0: Well, that's super. I really appreciate it. And all that information will be on the FranchiseAcademy.com. So if uh, you're watching this on YouTube, the FranchiseAcademy.com will have all the information, background, and the stories about Brothers That Do Gutters. So Ken, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, let's stay in touch. Thank you. Right. Thanks, appreciate Tom. it very appreciate much. It. All right. Have a great day. You too. too. All right. Bye. God bless you. Bye-bye.
2: This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Skarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.